What's good, everybody? You're listening to a brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks with me, your host, Benjamin Banks, and my co-host, Rebellious D and Trav. How are you fellas doing today? Halloween is this weekend. That's right, baby. Oh, yeah. Do- doing pretty good. I'm over here. Got some decorating done. I got about six pumpkins to carve when we wrap things up. So Hold on. You, rock- car- you carve pumpkins with the family every year? Yeah, man, I usually do the kids. I let them draw on a couple, and then I do mine. I think yeah. I'm going to do a Steven Universe pumpkin. I tried, uh, I tried mm-hmm. last year, bro, and I suck. Man, it, <laughs> because it's yeah. hard to get all the stuff out. I don't know the techniques to getting all the stuff out, and if you don't get it all out, that thing will rot and stink and be nasty, and bro. And that's pretty much what happened. It takes time. I ain't going to lie. But uh, I usually just put on some anime music, man, and go to work. That's about it. So. <sighs> yeah. Uh, got y'all. Anything going on for Halloween, guys? I know it's a weird year, but... I'm supposed to be going to a few parties. Now, I've been invited to four parties. D is one of them. All right. And, uh, you know, I was telling my friend the other day, I was just like, well, look, man, like, you're the fourth person invited me to a party. I'm probably only going to go to two of them for real because what the way that the world is right now, I don't think it'd be a good idea for me to go to four parties. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, probably not. I mean, if you go in the two, what's the difference with four? Because uh, you just don't know. You don't know what the crowd is going to look like. Like, the first party that I'm supposed to be going to, it's going to be like a limited number of people. And... I hang out with uh, these guys all the time. And usually when they do get togethers at their house, uh, you know, since uh, Corona has been a, a thing, they've only been having about like five, six people over there instead of like, over, like how it used to be when they would have about like 10 to 20 people over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah so. It'll be my party as well. Thanks. It's only going to be a limited number, you know, yeah. you're more than welcome. Uh, we're just going to have, you know, have some little snacks out. Watch a couple horror movies and call it. So, you know. So, I take it that uh, all of our Halloween costumes are done and set. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm uh doing the Wolfman. I'm trying to debate on doing a facial effect or not, or just getting a mask. I'm not really sure, but I wanted to do the Wolfman from a uh, Monster Squad, definitely. So, I got so, everything else as far as clothing. I just don't know if I want to do the face effects. I don't know if I want to try all that. That that probably takes a long time and can probably be frustrating if it doesn't take. I don't know. <laughs> so when I see you, can I kick you in the nards? Yeah, I'll wear a cup. A cup has to be part of the costume, right? Okay. All right, cool. Cool. Just making sure because it's like I don't want to kick you in the nards off guard. And oh, I like, appreciate it. You know, I gotta look out for you. Oh you uh-huh. so I don't know if, if I had asked this on uh, the previous episode, but what are the kids going to be for Halloween for you guys? Uh, well, mine, uh, Lily is going as a witch. She's got a light-up wand and a light-up dress. And Isaiah's going as some sort of ghoul creature. Yeah, it looks like something that would come out of your TV, I guess. Uh, but uh, there's a little series on Netflix that it reminds me of. Can't think of the name of it. Is it Monster Land? No, it's... Not Netflix. My I think I'm on Hulu. YouTube. Oh, that's yeah. right. He said, said Netflix. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, not Netflix. I meant uh, YouTube. I can't think of it. It's a horror channel that's up there, and I can't. I'm, I'm spaced right now. 
But yeah, he's going to something scary. She's going to something, uh, I guess, uh, you know, cute, I guess, and cuddly. What about you, Trav? Anything? Yeah, well, of course, you know, my Zoe's calling it um, a a dead bride, but I'm calling it the corpse bride. I like. So. Is it is it going to be like the corpse bride from the movie, or is she doing her own twist on it? Uh, it's a it's a that's kind of like that. It's not uh, the exact same dress, and um, you know, but the face will pretty much be pretty spot on. You know, very grayish. You know the. The black around the eyes, maybe some blood going. Okay. Yeah. What about what about Kai? What is uh, she gonna do? Oh no, they both the same thing. They're both uh, <laughs> dead brides. Does that make him Dracula? Are they gonna be Dracula's brides? I, I could be. I was gonna go as uh, you know, you know, my infamous clown butcher. Uh, I heard that clowns are always fun. Always fun, unless you live in like Carolina somewhere, then they probably take it kind of serious. Kind of serious. Yeah, I'm not going. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, I'm going as the thing. I don't have any kids, so yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You are going as the thing. The thing. Thing. That's right. Thang. So um, other than that, um, I just wanted to bring up a couple of shows that uh, I'm watching. Uh, I, I don't think we talked about this on the previous. Week, but Trav had recommended. This show on Netflix called Evil that has Michael Coulter in it, and yep. I watched it, and I binged like six episodes that day. Like it's a really good show. It's not what I thought it was going to be. Exactly. And I am really enjoying it. I'm watching that, and then I started watching Monsterland on Hulu, and that's a pretty decent show too. Um, like it does have some supernatural elements up there. But then, like, sometimes it's just like a normal episode where it's like the monsters are just the real monsters are human beings. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's got a couple actors and actresses in it, too, you know, from successful other works of art. Obviously, Mike Coulter is in it from Evil and um, Luke Cage. But, um, Luke Cage. Also, it's got uh, the the youngest daughter from um, that Tim Allen show, Last Man Standing. I don't watch that show, so but I, I know it's-, it's got some successful people in it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not not a bunch of unheard names or whatever. Yeah. Now, how many episodes is this, guys? For I think it's eight episodes for uh, Monsterland, and it takes place in several different states. So. It's like a horror anthology. Yeah, it's a horror anthology. There's a lot going on. Well, there's a few, if y'all notice, too, across different uh, streaming services. There's a few of the anthology series coming out. HBO Max. HBO Max has one as well. It does. All right, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot going on, bro. I really like HBO Max, but I feel like when it comes to, like, advertising their shows, they suck because... There's there are certain shows that are up there where it's like I know nothing about unless like I go on HBO Max and find it Compa- compared to like Hulu and Netflix. Like when something drops, like it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah like it's heavily advertised. Yeah, I yeah. think HBO is just they're kind of like Pepsi, even though Pepsi advertises. It's like, do you need to? Because they're just expecting you to have yeah the be there and see what's on it. Yeah, it's kind of like HBO Max is kind of like a club. It's like if you're in the know, you're in the know. I yeah, I get what you're saying. Kind of like, deal. Eh. 
it's crazy because like I wanted to watch Vampire in Brooklyn right. and like if there's a movie that I want to watch like I just automatically google it so that way I can see what uh, streaming services it's on and then I saw it was on HBO Max and I'm just like wow like I like I went through HBO Max's horror section and I didn't see it up there so I'm assuming uh -huh. It just got added up there. Bro, I'll mm. say this about HBO Max's categories. Like, when you go to genre and you go through the list, it is yeah. a cluster. It sucks. They have yeah. stuff in some categories that I'm like, why is this in this category? It's, they got it. They got to do a better job on tightening it up. But saying that, I think Netflix's categories are kind of all over the place, too. So, well, when you got that much content, you know, I'm pretty sure it gets jumbled up at some point. Yeah, but it used to be a lot easier to use Netflix because I remember back in the day, uh, if you just want to watch horror movies, you would just go to the horror section. But now it's like they could have the same movie that's a horror movie and it could be like a crime and drama. Yeah, they'll have it in crime and drama and stuff like that. It's like, I get it, but it doesn't need to be there because it's not going to be where I'm going to look for it. Exactly. And then you just add more movies to the genre list that don't need to be there. It's more for me to go through. Exactly. Well, Hulu's the same thing. Because I know, like, I was looking through their horror section, and they had, they had like, some action movies in there. Like, like movies that I'm just like, okay, this isn't a horror movie, though. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's like, why, like, why is it there? Like, I, I, like, I, I don't think it was Step Brothers, but, I mean, it could have been. And I was just like, well, how is Step Brothers a horror movie? No, all like, we know is it shouldn't have been there. That's all we know. So before we get into today's episode, uh, one last thing that I wanted to bring up is that uh, I'm five more days in and uh, 31 survivors list will be over. Uh, it's been pretty fun so far. Everybody's been enjoying it. I did have somebody come on one of the posts that I had put up and said that the list was racist. And I'm just like, how I saw this, like, I didn't it, see the post. I saw you talking about it. It was dumb. Like I was in this horror group on Facebook and this guy commented and it was just like, yeah, this seems a little bit racist. And I, and I, I was just like, here we go. And me and this dude just went back and forth because I wasn't going to back down for him being ignorant. Yeah, that is exactly and, what that All right. So, yeah. So, Today's episode is going to be on the top 10 horror movie icon that I put together on a list and we had people vote. Now, That's we right. didn't beat our quota of getting 100 people to vote, but we did get a total of 95 votes. So five nice. votes away from 100. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember when I first uh, was talking with Trav about this idea, Trav was just like, uh, I don't know if this is going to work because I ain't trying to do no episode if only like five people vote. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hard, you know, when you got the top That's vote received three votes and it's like, well, is that really a poll? I, yeah. I, I told him it needs to be family feud. We got to get, we asked a group of a hundred people. Oh, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, hey, we almost got there. We almost, we got, almost there. got there. I'll take so, it. Close, man. And That's on top bad. of that, hold on. It, this literally was a random poll that was just merely mentioned on Facebook with a random link. This isn't some, we didn't set up no legit thing for a poll. So 95 yeah, people to poll in off of random hey. poll link of go and vote is pretty legit to me. Uh, me too. Me too. 
I think it's I think ninety five votes is significant, bro. For just something you threw together and say, hey, let's see what we can get. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. I'm pretty sure that some of you already know who uh, you know some of the horror icons are. And uh, thank you for voting. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to the people that have you know been following us on Facebook and Instagram that participated in this. We appreciate that. And uh, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. But before we get into today's episode, Trav, hit them with the sponsor. That's right. Today's episode is, of course, sponsored by our good friends over at Golden Ink Tattoo, located at what? 3109 Airline Boulevard in Portsmouth, Virginia. You can go ahead and book a wonderful session with Denise, Kitty, or Jay at 757-465-1010 and get all of your tattoo needs met. Also, mentioning the keyword leveling up banks gets you a 10% discount off of your tattoo. So that could possibly lead to a whole free hour depending on what kind of tattoo you get. So that is a nice little chunk of change that you could be saving. All right, so coming in at number 10. You guys want to guess who it is? Uh, I'm gonna go with Jigsaw. I'm going with I'm gonna go with Pinhead. He was on that, right? Ding, ding, ding. D is correct. Coming Pinhead in number is last on the list. Pinhead is last on the list, baby. Wow. With how many votes? Two. Oh, yeah. Two. Yes. Wow. Well, guys, you got to remember that franchise literally died off, and it's to a point where. The only reason they made this last film is so they didn't lose the rights to it. Exactly. That's literally what they are right now. They so. actually have. Uh, I, I don't. I want to say it, it might be seven and eight, uh-huh. but they literally both came out in the same year. Yes. Yep. So that's yeah. how bad right. these movies have gotten. You know what I mean? Oh. And it's not the same actor either that uh, that originally played Pinhead either. No, nope. it's actually. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe it's the director applies as Pinhead in this last movie. Something about he wanted to save budget, so he did it himself. <laughs> <I'm> not- <laughs> I know it sounds terrible, but yeah, you know, that's where the- I I wouldn't find it funny if it was like a random movie. But the fact that it's the you know it's the Pinhead franchise is what kind of makes that like tickles me a little bit, and I laugh about it because I could see that for an up and coming independent film trying to get it off the ground. But this is Pinhead. Yes. Yeah, so man, they should have some money behind it. Yeah, and it's well, that was one of the scariest things to me when we were growing up. He was, was in the terrifying. box, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me not want to ever buy a Rubik's cube, bro. Never. But I, is, I think it's the fact that the last couple of movies, like before the reboot, like they were all just straight to DVD. And yeah. uh, they like some of them, like they really weren't that good. Um, I just recently watched Pinhead. I'm not sorry, not Pinhead, because Trav had said Pinhead earlier. I recently just watched Hellraiser one and two for the first time recently. I've seen three through six and um I watched it with uh, uh, our last guest, Brad, that we had up here, and he was telling me that in the early, in one and two, it's like you see that uh, Penhead and the Cenobites—they're not even really the villains of the movie. Like yeah. the, 
the real villains in these movies are the humans, like uh, the girl's uncle and her stepmom. Those were the real villains. Um, and then, like after that, like that's when they made Pinhead into a villain in the third, and I believe fourth one. Yeah, the fourth one as well. And then I think five, five and six and seven, I believe, mm-hmm. are the ones where it's like Pinhead was just there, like yeah. like. He only really appeared at the end of the movie just to collect the soul for real. Yeah, well, it's one of those situations where the pinhead is actually that's just like a nickname. I think I believe you could um, check behind me or fact check me, but I believe he's credited as the lead Cenobite for the yes. first, and then it kind of catches on. Not sure how that happened. Well, he but probably also, didn't have a name. Yeah, he's credited. I'm pretty sure in the first movie at least is the head. Trilobite. Um, yeah, he's but, just the lead Cenobite. Yes. Didn't but, the fans give him the name? Like Clive Barker didn't actually name him uh, this. Yeah, correct. That's what I thought too, but Brad told me that uh, the, the props guy is who named him Penhead. Okay. Cool. So, I mean, like, it's a fitting name, obviously. Yeah, for sure. What? Now, just to drop some facts on uh, the Hellraiser franchise, the first movie came out in London on September 10th, 1987. And then it was later released that same month and year over here in the United States. It's had a total of 10 films so far. And the last film for the franchise came out February 13th of 2018. And it's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) They say that the fall from grace is short and swift. And it that fell quick, man. It's just I mean, what do you expect though when you the creator hasn't been a part of it since the second movie? Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. And and you see that with a lot of films like uh like Terminator, and there's another one on my list where it's like it has a uh, like John Carpenter, because he did right, yeah. you well, know what I'm saying? That one's a little bit different though, because it was never meant to be a Sequel. Michael Myers thing. It was just like he yeah. just got put in to do this anthology series of different villains and it just it was so hot that of course that's what Hollywood does. Yep. Now, yep. now correct me if I'm wrong, but in the end of the first Halloween movie, like does Michael Myers' body disappear or is that in the second one where that's Loomis in sec- It's in the second movie. The second because the second movie is essentially the uh it's like a part two to the or a part two to it. It's like one long running movie. Right, yeah. And get, you get the double shots with uh, Donald Pleasance and he goes back to the balcony and the body's gone. And he's got like this Looney Tunes outline on the ground. Right, Where yeah. his body Where, where so, it was. Uh-huh. But we'll so, talk about yeah. that when we get yeah, the we'll way. Before we move on from the Hellraiser series, um, I, th- I thought it was kind of cool because the Cenobites were kind of like a device you used for revenge. They right. weren't necessarily like the, the focal point, as you were saying, in the first few movies. And I thought that was interesting and something cool. So I got two questions for you guys. And that is, um, what is your favorite Hellraiser movie? I think it's just one question. Yeah, it's just one question. What's your huh. favorite Hellraiser? I'm going with one. Yeah. I'm just going to keep it dude. I don't. Yeah. Hellbound's okay. Like Hellbound's good, too. Mm-hmm. But um, it it's gonna be Hellraiser one all day, all day. I really enjoyed the third one since that was the first one that I saw with uh, the mm-hmm. news reporter and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And then I remember uh, what else I was gonna say. It was uh, 
you know, we talked about this on the Leprechaun and the Hood episode where it's like hell, the fourth Hellraiser movie goes to space. And it was just, you know, one of those things where it's like, okay, this is the fourth movie. We're going to space. So thank God. I was just about to say, thank God Jason never went to space. But yeah, he did in the 10th movie. But yes, God, Freddy Krueger and uh, Michael Myers never went to space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so moving on to number two. And well, really, I mean, number nine, right? Number nine, sorry, okay, yes. Right. Yeah, okay. number nine is Ghostface from the Scream franchise. Interesting. Wait, yeah, how I can't low? believe how low he is. Yeah, that's such a good franchise. So, how I'm going to say this is like the only votes that really have a lot of a lot of votes are I want to say one through four. Like okay. these other categories, it's like like say. For example, uh, Ghostface had two two votes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Pinhead only had one vote. If somebody voted for Pinhead, now he has two votes, but he's the last one on the list. You know what I'm saying? So technically, it's a tie for some of these, but because right, they yeah. were last on the list, I'm just going in the order when they were voted. Um, but yeah, so Ghostface comes in at number nine. Uh, Scream, the first movie came out December 20th, 1996. It has five films in the franchise with the fifth film coming out in 2022 with okay. uh, cast, some of the cast returning for the fifth film. All, yeah, all the big people. I, yes. I have a question for you. I have a couple questions. Um, first and foremost, why do you think, uh, if y'all had to guess at it, why do you think Scream was ranked so low on the poll? Do you think, I mean, it has a lot of continuity, so, or continuity. Uh-huh. I think it probably has to do with Ghostface being multiple people. Okay. You know, I was thinking. Movie, exactly. Now, mind you, I've only seen the first and the second one. I haven't seen three or four. You should uh, watch pretty good. I mean, you know, it's all directed by the same person, so you know it's going to be, you know, they're not going to get too far away from where it starts, generally. Exactly. Usually. Exactly. Um, want to check it out. Um it's just, it's like, honestly, like Scream was one of those movies where it's like, I never really got into. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. as, uh, it just didn't have that, uh, like it was a slasher movie, but it wasn't like your typical slasher movie. It's like, well, just, a movie cliche. Slasher were, were just normal people for real. They just wanted to get revenge compared <laughs> to your uh, Michael Myers and your Jasons where like Michael Myers, for example, like he, he was just uh, crazy. And then later on, we find out that uh, he was the way that he is is because of a cold and all this other stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's up <laughs> that, out there, bro. Trav, what do you, what do you think? Uh, why do you think it plummeted on the um, on the poll, or why it didn't have any you know any significant voting behind well, it? Well, I, well, first I'll talk about why for this particular poll it probably didn't get votes, and then I'll talk about why it was probably so successful in the 90s and if you if i mean if you're gonna bring me a list of horror icons and it's gonna have freddie jason michael myers on it how else can i vote for anybody else besides those three so i'm not shocked i'm shocked that ghostface is behind some of the other ones but i'm not shocked you know that it didn't get a lot of votes but you gotta (laughs) think the 90s is nothing but like mediocrity when it comes to horror and i really felt like scream revived slasher films i can when agree it came out you got wes craven who mm-hmm. 
is responsible for, in my opinion, the greatest horror icon of all time and Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And now he hits you with another one. Completely okay. different. You know, it's a uh, real it's real people going through real stuff. Yeah. This dude's two for two. You know yeah. what I mean? This is why I always say I think Wes Craven is the greatest horror imagination of all time. Because he's he one of them. He hits you with two of them, bro. Who else would say that? Yeah, I well, don't anybody can. I mean, like, I know John Carpenter, like, he does have, like, a, a long list of successful, well, not successful horror franchises, but uh, he does have some hits out there. Yeah, but yeah not- he- Wes Craven, on top of this, has other hit movies, too. Yeah, but you're just talking about like horror icons. Like, yeah, I would say yeah, Ghostface and uh, Ghostface and Michael Myers. Oh, sorry, not Michael Myers. Um, Freddy Krueger are, you know, like horror icons. Like, when you go to Halloween stores, you're always going to f- see a uh, Ghostface mask or uh, a Freddy Krueger mask. And, you know, speaking of Ghostface, too, at this uh, wrestling promotion that me and Griff wrestle at uh, Next Evolution Wrestling, during their Halloween show, Griff, like, Griff was, uh, I think, he, no, he wasn't banned from ringside. We had somebody dress up as Griff, and <laughs> they wore a ghost face mask. Right. And it was, it was fake Griff. And then Griff was wearing the mask, and he was sitting in the audience. And then the guy who I was wrestling, he attacked fake Griff. And then Griff slid into the ring wearing the mask, and then he hit the cutter on the guy that I was wrestling. So that was cool. (laughs) That's a pretty sweet story, man. But I mean, um, we would literally have to go through, which isn't a a bad argument for um, a great another great podcast special. But um, we would have to go in depth and you know talk about the horror director heavyweights, if you will. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that's, you know, a conversation for its own. But yeah. I, I, I think that it was just that um, maybe because the movie Scream is built on, like, horror cliches, and it's so different from a lot of the other horror movies that, you know, came out prior to it. Maybe that's right. why. Well, I mean, it, a lot- also, it also revolves around the rules of horror movies that were never really there. You know what I mean? So it's got that cool element to it. Of course. So let me ask you guys this. Which scream was your favorite and who was your favorite killer? I mean, uh obviously the um Billy and Stu from the first one. I yeah, mean the first just very sure. it's just very cool and it's it's a cool a cool series. I don't I guess I could say the whole series, but like it's one of those movies where you can watch when you watch it back, you kinda get all the telltale signs from uh Billy and Stu especially. You know, because yeah. that's that's the one that I watched the most, so I have to go with one. But um, I'm not sure about, but I'm sure it's something you can pick up on the rest of them, and I think that's what makes it cool, even though it's ranked low on the poll. I think that's why it's an even better rewatch, especially around the holiday. I'm going to go with Bill and Stu. Yeah, I agree, dude. It don't get better than Billy and Stu. I mean, I really felt like watching the movie, you thought it was going to be Billy, uh-huh. and um, I never thought it was going to be two people. First off, let me just say that right off the bat. And then the fact that the other person was Stu threw me through a loop because he's an idiot. You know, I mean, Matthew Lillard did such a great job of being an idiot. And then he turns out he's not just an idiot, he's a psycho. And I think, too, surprisingly, 
I think that's what makes it cool too. It it, it is a, a series that really runs off of two killers the whole way through, right? Uh, the third one only has one killer, and it's the director of the movie. Yes, yep, yep, you're right. And the, but uh, the third one's kind of eh. Yeah, okay. it was kind of eh. But how good was the fourth one to come out? The third one comes out in 2000. The fourth one comes out 11 years later. And I mm-hmm. was shocked. I saw it opening night in theaters. I was <laughs> shocked at how good Scream 4 was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely need to check those out. And yeah, before we go on to uh, the next topic, I mean, the next uh, number, I, we can't move on without dropping the fact that, you know, if, if some of you guys don't know, Trav used to rap. <laughs> Oh, man, I was hoping that this would not come up. Yes, it was going to come up. It was going to come up because they have a song called Sydney Prescott. And uh, like Trav, like just just drop some knowledge on us. Like, you know, like what made you guys want to do that song? Because, you, you know, we had Chris Long on our, one of our episodes before. Right. He did our, our Avengers episode and he was he was a part of that song, too. So, Correct. you know, just tell the listeners. Like, what was the inspiration behind the Sydney Prescott song? And why did you guys want to do that? Well, so for a while now, me and uh, one of my best friends at the time, uh, Mr. David Scat, we were in a rap duo, which you don't get a whole lot of anymore um, mm-hmm. in the world of hip hop. So, um, yeah, we had just signed with this guy named DJ Bless. Um, who was a, obviously a DJ and a producer for like Casey and Jojo and based out of New York. And uh, we were doing like some hip hop metal kind of stuff. But um, for this particular song, we had, there was an up and coming artist at the time named Hobson, who's obviously like super, super, one of the most successful independent rap artists right now. But, um, we had done some shows with him and he also produces his own stuff. So we got this beat from him and we wanted to do like a Halloween song. And mm-hmm. uh, one of Dave's favorite franchises is Scream. He's big on Ghostface. So um, we want to do the Sidney Prescott song. And uh, we had some fans of ours who owned a garage out in Portsmouth. So they let us use their garage to film the mini movie video out of. And uh, we recorded the song, and um, I mixed it, and uh, we shot the video and put it out, and we got this uh, company to come out here and record it. I can't even remember what they're called now, because this is, God, 2011? Yeah. Oh, yeah Scre- okay. Scream 4 had Scream Four had just come out when we did it, so... Wow. So, I'm just going to say that this was the first song that I had heard... Um, Trav do. I don't know if Trav was the one that showed this to me or if it was not. (laughs) It was definitely not me, bro. (laughs) Probably when I saw this, I was just like, yo, like this is really good. Like from you know the rapping to the story that they were telling in the Mm -hmm. video, like I I thought it was really good. And we definitely have to include the link on this episode so that way people can go and watch this video. So that way they can show you some love, Trav. You know what I'm saying? I am retired from the microphone. I do write for other artists, but your boy does not, is not an artist himself. Those days are long behind me. I stay behind the boards now. Mm-hmm. And not the matter with that, bro. Exactly. But you, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. 
And well, I appreciate that because I didn't even know you enjoyed it. So I appreciate that. (laughs) And and it's like, bro, like we couldn't talk about Ghostface without without mentioning the Sydney Prescott song. So basically, you sat Trav up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I currently said I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting you to mention this, but yeah, mm-hmm. sure, man. Yeah. Moving on to number eight. Number eight is Jigsaw from the Saw franchise. The, okay. the first Saw movie came out October 29, thousand four. There have been a total of nine films, and the most recent film, the ninth film, is supposed to be coming out next year on May 21st. It was supposed to come out this year, but it got pushed back to next year, and I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm hoping that with this uh, new film that it revitalizes the franchise, because the last Saw movie, uh, what was it was just called Jigsaw. Well, the last was, couple. Yeah. The last two are, are really bad, in my opinion. Really bad. Yeah, because these are, aren't these like legit, like kind of like in a prequel setting? Kind of like it jumps back and forth. Only Jigsaw. It, well, it's a prequel, but at the same time, it's a continuation of of the story because the guy in Jigsaw, he was one of the first people that had to play the game. But then right. uh, I can't remember the uh, the guy's name who created Jigsaw, but he he was just like, you know, he's not going to make this guy play the game because technically he didn't Hold really. On, you're talking about John Kramer, like the guy that does the games john kramer is that his name john kramer yeah yes yeah that was john. i didn't know it was john kramer but yeah oh yeah yeah it's john kramer okay yeah, yeah. and Jigsaw, he's like, he was like this guy really didn't do anything wrong he's only this way because of uh you know he went to he went to go fight in war and whatnot and he's just down on his luck right now and he only wanted to punish people that did you know wrong stuff so um yeah jigsaw it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I wasn't Mm-mm. a fan. And honestly, I feel like with Saw 7, the final chapter, it's like it should have just continued the story with the doctor being the new creator of the game. For sure. Because honestly, I wasn't expecting to see him as the, the new Jigsaw in the final chapter. And for it to just end like that, I remember when I watched it, I was just like, this is it? This is how it's ended? Like, <laughs> well, here's the thing, dude. Unfortunately, when Saw comes out, we're going through this 3D thing. Yeah. And the fact that they really tried to, it was more how can we make this a 3D movie than how can we continue to tell the story? Because, I mean, there's Matt, I mean, you had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D movie that came out that's utter trash, that all these 3D movies come out and they're so worried about doing cool 3D effects that the movies end up just sucking ass. And unfortunately, Saw 3D, a.k.a. the final chapter, is just like that, dude. Mm-hmm. Just like that. I saw it in theaters as well, because I'm a huge Saw fan. And yeah. it is. I walked out, and I was like, I can't believe this was the final chapter. It is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Just me, personally, I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of the series. As it, The further and further you get into it, it's kind of like, it becomes lackluster to me, harder. Especially when John Cranber has his successors and none of them are, some of them are like not really successors. They're just using what, basically what he taught them to punish whoever they feel like needs to be punished. Yeah. That's basically, um, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can, exactly. I'll, I'll say that the story, 
story overall is good. Like I like all the plot twists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't like how it ended. Like it didn't end on a high note. Um, yeah. But I did like all of the twists and turns. And when you found out that somebody else was a was a killer, or like when uh, you found out that the reason why John did this to this person is because this person did something way back then and like that's the reason yeah, like why with he- the detective you're talking about you got this turn with the detective hoffman and yeah. uh, you know gordon and all these people yeah. taking and over then, you know and like in the, i think it was the third one where it was like you had the, the doctor in it and like the reason why john was punishing her was because she was cheating on her husband but it's like in the, yeah, when, you, when you start the movie though it's like you just think that she's just you know, a doctor that's just sleeping with some guy, but then it's like you find out that she's married to the dude that's playing the game, game right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like they kind of had like a falling out because that because her uh, their daughter died, right. and I think uh, it was it was his fault that the daughter died, right? Or was it her fault? Uh, I, it, it's quote unquote, it's nobody's fault, but the blame gets I, put somebody on. Hit, somebody hit the daughter. I yeah, know she like blames him for situations that occurred but um again it's a pure accident though like nobody wanted the daughter to die you know what i mean yeah anytime and, and that goes back to like real life i think anytime a couple loses a daughter or a son or whatever it is it is really hard to recover from that yes especially yes. if that's the only kid you have together it's almost you know the end of the relationship because it's hard to recover from that Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, like all in all, I know that the Saw franchise, like it's, you know, it had these, it had this long list of movies. They made a lot of money. Um, they always wanted you coming back for more because you wanted to know what was going to happen next. And like I said, I'm really hoping that this new series that uh, Chris Rock, because I think Chris Rock is, he's producing it, right? He's not producing it, but he um he he didn't write the storyboard neither. He he wrote like the story. He came up with it, and then the screenplay was written by um Peter Goldfinger, and then oh. it's produced by whoever. Okay. But, um, well, I tell you what, from the trailer they showed, I'm like, yeah, I really feel like it's going to revive the franchise. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like when I watched the trailer for Jigsaw, like I was not like, oh, okay, I I want to go and check this out. You know what I'm saying? But when I saw the trailer for for this one that's coming out. I'm just like, okay. And then it, it has Samuel Jackson in it too. You know yeah, what I'm Samuel saying? Samuel Jackson's in it. Anytime Samuel Jackson plays a policeman, he plays one of those I don't play by the rules kind of cops. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. And he's just a badass, dude. You know what I mean? It's it's yep. honestly like a, a lethal weapon situation. Yes. When it comes I, to Samuel yeah. Jackson as a cop. You know what I mean? And then Chris uh-huh. Rock plays you know the new young you know detective boy that you know he's ready to make his career going you know what i mean mm-hmm. and investigate and make a name for himself and yeah. yeah dude i can tell it's well written again we've talked about you know for a long time chris rock played in a bunch of really trash quote-unquote black comedies and rom-coms and I'm glad that we're really starting to get to see, you know, with Chris Rock being in Fargo. And again, if you haven't seen this new season of Fargo, where Chris Rock is the leader of like a group of black people trying to escape Jim Crow laws, 
Um, it's he's like a vigilante. It's super sick. Um, and then of course we're gonna get to see him in Spiral, and I'm really it's really cool because Chris Rock's one of my favorite stand up comedians. Sure. I loved him. I loved his monologue on SNL, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I love Chris Rock. And I'm glad we're getting to see him spread his wings and show that he's like a legit actor. He's not just some um, comedian who makes movies. Yeah. Well, see, this is my thing about Chris Rock. Like, I've always been a fan of Chris Rock. And I kind of got to, you know, go against what you said where he was. Oh, I know how a- much you I know how much you love some of these movies. Yeah, like I. I mean, because, you know, like some of these movies are like, you know, movies, you know, I, I guess it's it's a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, so, like, you know how some movies are made like specifically for the black community. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like I could watch this and be like, yeah, this movie isn't trash. But then you saying like some of them are trash and I can understand why you would say that. It's it's kind of like uh, like uh, watching Friends and in Living Co- not in Living Color, uh, Living Single. You know what I'm saying? Like like a lot of people hold friends as like, you know, one of the greatest sitcoms of all time, but like I've watched it and I'm just like, I can't get into it. Well, you know I love what I'm both. Saying? I love both those shows. You know what I mean? Cause you get what I'm saying though. It's like, I, I get what I, you're saying, but there's there also a certain, well, Kevin Hart talked about this too. There was a long period of time throughout the two thousands where black comedies were regarded as not good movies and they were just made for the black community but they're not really good movies. And Kevin Hart wanted to change that perception. And instead of making, you know, black culture movies, he just wanted to make movies and that's it. And they can be enjoyed by everybody. I but they starred black people. And I really think that started with like, think like a man. It's soul plane. And, uh, well, soul, soul plane uh, is one of those somebody, ones that you're talking about the good black movie, but yeah, I, good. Like in the early two thousands, like, I'll say this: they were hit or hit or miss. They're because, very hit or miss. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you had, because like a movie like Soul Plane, like I consider that trash. Like that's it not is trash. That, like, it's I, a trash I, movie. I, it's funny I, to watch. Yeah, exactly. But, but it's, it's a trash not, movie. That, it's not something that you want to praise or anything. Yeah, but yeah. then you have like How High, and like How High is a classic. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I'm but, but at the same time, there are some people who are fans of Soul Plane that'll be like, "Yeah, Soul Plane is a classic," even though. And, you know, it's, it's just not for everybody. Well, dude, everybody that even filmed on Soul Plane trashes the movie. So that's how you know it's trash. When the people making the movie were like, dude, this movie sucks. But then you got yeah. classics like Friday, Next Friday, Friday After Next, that transcend. Yeah. It's for the black community, but it transcends a, more than that. And now they're like see, staples. You know, they're iconic movies. And see, honestly, like, I like stuff like that where it's like you have a show... Where, you know, like it's either for the black community or it's for the white community, but because it's so good, like it transcends right. into. Well, that's how Lovecraft beats. is now. It'll be something for everybody to watch. Yeah, I agree with Lovecraft because, like, I have a lot of white friends that, you know, watch this show and it's just like they love it. You know what I'm saying? And they love, like, they love what's going on on the show and they feel how we feel about certain events that right, happen yeah, on the yeah. show racism and stuff like that because like technically like on this show like there are monsters there's uh demons all this other type of stuff but it's like the most evil people on the show are the white people yeah because how they treat the black people you know this is what the 1950s 1960s but it's like you see some of the stuff on this show and you, and 
it's like it makes you mad. You know what I'm saying? It's just like like the the one of the recent episodes was the Tulsa episode, yeah. and like so it showed everything that happened. Like I cried watching that episode because it was sad. It's sad that it's like you know that this stuff really happened, and you do have some people that don't think that it's a problem. Or they say that, oh, it happened so long ago. Just forget about it. But I don't want to get into that topic. So we can go ahead and move along to uh, number seven. And number seven is Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Mm. Surprising. Down. The first movie came out October 11th, 1974. There's been a total of eight films with the latest film coming out October 20th. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. It came out October 20th, 2017. But before we uh, moved on from the Saw franchise, I forgot to ask you guys, what was your favorite Saw movie? Ooh. Favorite. Jeez, uh, man. If you, I'll give you guys some time. For me, it's Saw 2. The reason why Saw 2 was my favorite movie. Yeah. The Gas House. Yes. It was the first movie that I had saw in the franchise. I took a, I took a date to go see this movie because she was in the horror movie movies and i just love the story that was being told like when it's like john told the cop that he was just like hey if you just sit here you know your son will come back to you and then the cop gets pissed off and he leaves and then if he would have just listened to john the safe would have opened up and his son right there in the so i was a huge fan of that movie especially when you found out that everything that happened was pre was pre-recorded and then you found out that the girl, like she was really John's new assistant. So it's yeah. my favorite in the franchise. It was that Donnie Wahlberg plays the cop in that. And uh yeah, I'm gonna go with um Saw Two. Um I just liked it the way that everybody is literally uh I like the game point of view. All the people have to kind of like if they had just worked together and figured out whose game was whose, then right. they could have beat it. But yeah. they're, you know, him putting them into the environment. It was them going against what they had known, essentially, for years of their life. And they would have had to go against, like, being drug addicts. And then you have the, um, the, the dealer and the thief and all that stuff. So it was just, um, I thought it was cool when you, you have to basically beat your demons, literally, to get out of something. I know it, it runs throughout the series, but I thought that was a cool aspect, especially in that, that one. Because they also had um, cross paths too, and none of them put two and two together. Yeah, 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 that's 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 one thing that I like too. Is that yep. it's like all of them were arrested by the detective. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, that was one I like too. Good point, D. Yep. Yep. I like the web that it weaves. Trav, what you got, man? Well, two is really good. Like really, really good. The whole. Again, it's super iconic, you know, with Amanda and the pig face. And now the story's really getting going. But I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm going to have to go with the first one, dude. It was so well done. And it literally involves two people. That's it. The whole movie. Minus, but, well, minus, you know, Jigsaw. And then at the end, you can't tell me when you saw that you didn't, you thought that he was going to get up. You know, he was the dead guy and he was just going to get up. And it was like, oh, oh yeah, that's crap. I never expected it. He hit him with the door with the game over, uh-huh. closed that door yep. on him. Man, I mean, he had to cut his foot off. Yep. You know, Gordon, 
had to cut his foot off to free himself. He crawled out of there. Man, that first one, yeah. dude, that's a classic. It's well, my, a classic. My only niche with the first one especially is just how much of the runtime, you know, these guys are just in this room. And they have like X amount of hours, but they literally just whine and complain. Like yeah. instead of even trying to get out of there. And it's just, I thought that that was kind of like one of those situations where it's like, who the hell wouldn't be chained up to a, a rusty old toilet and just be like frantically trying to look for stuff or do something or, and then, you know, uh, who was that? Dr. Gordon. He's just like whining, like on and off about it. Like he's going for an Emmy oh, or yeah, something. Of course. Well, the other dude. Yeah, the other dude is one of the writers on the show with James Wan. Yeah, 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 Winnell. Yeah, so you know yeah, I mean? that's one of those ones where it's like I got maybe the but it wasn't in the budget or maybe he just wanted to do it. I don't know, you know what I mean? But point. So this yeah. was one of those movies, though. I mean, it had a it had like a a million dollar budget, and they go and make over a hundred million dollars off the movie. You know what I yeah, mean? And, Nobody, none of those guys knew that this was going to be one of the biggest franchises in our lifetime. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, just to say this and then move back to other phase. One of the cool things about this film was that you know, unlike a lot of uh, you know your gore fest films like you know Hostel and whatnot, it's like it was gory, but it wasn't too over the top. If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, no, exactly. I agree. Compared yeah. to like some of these films where it's just like it's too much gore. Compared to it's the like, next one we're about to get to. Uh, I, I guess. I mean some of these are pretty brutal. Okay, well, now, okay. Okay. It's about uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I just finally seen the first one this year. I've never really? seen I've never seen the second one. Uh the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that I saw was the one that had Trey Songs in it. Wasn't yeah, that like the that's the three D one? Yeah, and that movie it, was trash. It's trash. I, it was okay. it was bad. It's like god awful. That they did way too much with that movie, dude. The plot doesn't really make sense. It's just boo boo. Yeah, it's complete yeah. trash. I was, a, I was not a fan of that movie, but I will say that I watched the first one this year, and I was just like, wow, like this movie still holds up, especially if you watch it. Um, in HD, it, it, like, you know, when they upscaled it and whatnot, like, the camera angles and, you know, the suspense in this right. film, like, it's, it's really good. Oh, and yeah, then the I watched original the original is really good. Yeah, yes, it is. The second one, and, uh, the second one, it was okay, but, you know, they, Honestly. they, they made the second one more like... It's black comedy, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they, they made it more like, um... Your traditional sl 80 slasher film. That's how the second one felt. Yeah, I mean, the second one, I, mean, I know you're going to ask this later, but I'm just going to say it now. The second one's my favorite. I mean, oh. it's so good, dude. Interesting. You Interesting. Know, I mean, Bill Mosley, dude. Yeah. Oh, Chop Top? Chop Top, man. Yeah. Movie's yeah. so good. And it's, I feel like this is like, um, this is kind of what uh, House of a Thousand Corpses would turn into. You know, like, this would evolve into that. It's just a family of nut jobs, dude. Out of their gourd. They are whacked right. out. And they're some of the most ugliest human beings that you could possibly imagine. Those have us. Man, bro, when Leatherface was falling in love with the girl, uh -huh. like, I was 
Oh, he like, okay, he got feelings for her. And it's like the family was just like, you can't have feelings and whatnot. Like, it it was, again, like I said, it was okay for what it was. Now, and I know that I had talked with D about this because I didn't even know that this movie existed, which was the the one that came out in 2017, the yeah, Leatherface movie. It's trash. Okay, so you, you thought it was trash, too? Like, oh, of course it's I'll trash. Talk, I don't talk, even think they recognize that as part of the franchise, to be honest with you. They did way too much with it. Like, the whole... Like adding Sawyer's to the family and uh, the 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 leather, like um, having them be like kind of like, it's a prequel and it's just it doesn't fit that last movie in the franchise. I guess if that's what you want to call that. So I mean, the well, franchise. they're doing another one now with um, the dude who uh, directed uh, the Evil Dead remake. I can't. Uh, he's Spanish. I can't think of his name right now, but he's actually doing the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's supposed to come out. I just well, you know, I, I had a talk with Banks about this. I think it was yesterday I brought it up. Um, but it's you have to be careful because these a lot of these films that we're talking about, especially on the list, are cult classic. Yeah. Like uh Nightmare on Elm Street and Leather I mean uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those are two. And the first movie of the franchise has the fewest amount of kills in it, if I'm not mistaken. But it's just the the attention that they gave to detail yes. and the textures you get, the effects artists, the music. It, it just builds this reputation that's hard to match. I know people will continue to make these, these sequels and remakes, but dude, that water, man, it gets deep for these people. If you don't do it right, these fans are going to tear you apart. So. I think another problem with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise is, is how, like, all over the place the films are and like how they try to retcon a lot of stuff because I know when part three came out, it's it's called part three, but all it is is a retelling of the first one. And it's like, they add more family members to it. Yeah. Am, I, am I correct? And then it's like the remake was the fourth one, right? That had Jessica Biel in it. No, then fourth one, then you got the next generation, which just added more on top of what Leatherface, the third one did. It's like, okay, I'm really not fans of the third and the fourth one. Imagine that, Trav. Okay, so with that being said, we already know that Trav's favorite is the second one. D, what's your favorite one? Just give me the original. It's a classic. Yeah, I'll for stick. sure. I'll, I'll, I'll probably care, bro. I'm not, I'm not going any further down that list. I'm However, good with I that. do got to say that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the beginning, those back-to-back are so good. So good. Mm-hmm. One's one, and then the beginning is the prequel to that one. And it is so good. The kills in it are so legit. The sheriff yeah. that's uh, in there. When, yeah. Well, he's not yeah. a real sheriff. You know, he plays the sheriff. Yeah, he's yeah. an actor. Sheriff Hoyt. Saw him. Yeah. Yeah. Is actor who played him. What's his name? Uh, I'm, I'm mad I can't remember his name, but he was also in uh, that, that army film. Yeah, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal, Metal Jacket. Yeah. Ronald Lee Ermey. There we go. Yes, yeah, Rest Sheriff Hoyt's probably the best thing to come out to. Honestly, he's scarier than Leatherface. Uh, oh yeah, hell yeah. Oh yeah. And mm. and they got Andrew Braniski to play Leatherface in those. The guy that played uh Zangief and Street Fighter. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm glad that you and brought he's that so up. So huge, bro. He's a monster. I oh yeah, that both of them. Because uh, you know when I when I watched the original film. Uh, Brad was telling me how 
the actor who originally played Leatherface and why they replaced him in the second movie and moving forward was because that he was a trash human being. Like he, I think like in the first movie, like he actually like got his hand or something like that. And it wasn't revealed until later on at like a convention or something that, you know, he did it on purpose and all this. I could see that. Cause even at conventions now, Bill Johnson is like the guy that really gets booked for Leatherface. In the second one. Well, yeah, moving along. So this is number six, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're at number six now. And that is Chucky from Child's Play. This is wild. This is blowing my mind right now. I can't and- believe how high up this <laughs> individual is going to end up being. <laughs> I mean, the first three movies have good continuity. But after that point, dude, when you get into Bride and Seed and Curse and uh, whatever that other one is, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it gets a little wild for me. Well, oh. I, I thought Curse and Cult were good in bringing it back and getting rid of like all of the comedy aspects from the film. I want to say the first one that like I actually like sat through and watched all the way through was Seed of Chucky. But when I was a kid, man, like I couldn't watch these movies. Like I, I like I watched them, but I couldn't sit through and watch the entire thing though, because like Chucky gave me nightmares when I was a kid. Like, cause you know, you're a kid, you have stuffed animals and you have your action figures and stuff like that. Right. And it's like, of course, after seeing this movie, you're like, okay, which one of these guys is gonna try and kill me now? You know? Yeah. But uh first Chucky movie came out November 9th, nineteen eighty eight. It's been a total of eight films in the franchise with the latest one coming out June 21st of 2019 and now they're supposed to be having a child's play television series which is supposed to be coming out next year which is a continuation of uh, the cult and curse of Chucky series well all of that is the same the same franchise but it's going to be a continuation of the original Chucky franchise not the the new Chucky franchise. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I don't really like, I, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about where the franchise went. And I, I'm curious to see how they're going to do the, uh, the TV series. And I don't know. It's not a lot to say. Um, I think it was another franchise. that was better, you know, better left, left alone after a while. Well, I say this, I like, I I personally really enjoy Bride and Seed of Chucky because that's when I, I clearly now I just really enjoy black comedy. You know what I mean? So yeah. and this is the nineties. I'm a kid coming up. These movies are edgy. And of course, at this point in time, I'm a huge Method Man and Red Man fan. My boy Red uh, Man's in the movie. He was in the second Makes one, yeah. Cameo. Jennifer Tilly's yep. a complete babe at the time. Yeah, I so, agree. So uh, she gives it that sex appeal. Um, and to me, I mean, the first one's good. The second one's good. I don't think they're great. They're not go-tos to me. Child's Play mm. 3 is meh. But I really love Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. I thought Curse and Colt were okay. And then the new one is, yeah, I'll take, I'll take it or leave it, dude. Outside of uh, Luke Skywalker. Our boy, voice and Chucky. 
Yeah, yeah. Because Mark Hamill is just such an amazing voice actor. Yeah. Outside of that, I thought Child's Play, the new one, was meh. It's okay. I enjoyed it. I know uh, a lot of people, you know, were giving it flack because of, you know, them getting rid of the voodoo elements from the original movie and whatnot. And well, I'm all you for know, that because it makes no sense in 20, tw- 2019. Exactly. Yeah, 2019. No, performing voodoo. And, and what's crazy is, you know, in, in 80s and 90s movies, it's like, you know, voodoo was a staple in some oh, of these. Oh, for sure. All of whereas, them. Whereas it's like, damn, it's just like, Yeah, there's I no like supernatural it. element to this Chucky. Exactly. It's just robot gone bad. Like, uh, like I, like, I had got into it with somebody that was talking about the Invisible Man movies, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "How can you consider the the new Invisible Man a horror movie?" And I'm just like, "Yo, like all it is is just a retelling of the original Invisible Man movie, but they just modernized it. Like, yeah, it's, what do you mean? It's a suit down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of instead of like, I've, honestly, I've never seen any of the original Invisible Man oh, stuff. So old, you know? Yes." Yeah, Get your popcorn, bro, and uh, a good drink. It's it's just one of those movies, dude. It's I mean, old it's, black and white. I was about to say, we're talking about old 1930s, 40s, yeah. Dracula, Mummy, Invisible Man. That's the blob. That's stuff. If you're going to watch it now and you didn't grow up with it, you're not re- you can't watch it and go, man, this is fantastic. Unless you have a certain niche for that kind of stuff and you have an appreciation for it. Yeah, you could appreciate it. But regular dudes like us, it's like, yeah, this ain't gonna entertain me. Exactly. I need to be doing it. The fact that this dude's like, how was it a horror movie? What are you talking about, bro? Then that's like saying any ghost movie is not a horror movie. And I actually, I love the, sorry, Banks. I actually really like the changes that they made. Or the the update. I won't say the changes. The updates that they made, especially in The Visible Man, um, the what is that? 2019, 2020? 2019. Um, uh, I thought it was 2020. Uh, this year. Yeah, it came out this year. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was a really good update, man. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it's a guy who's found a way to make himself invisible to the the naked eye. You know? I mean, I don't know. What else you? What, what else were you supposed to do? Have him drink a potion? I mean, is that where we're at? He's just in his kitchen making potions, and then he's invisible? Yeah. That would have just up and then he's invisible. It's a Powerpuff Girls thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like science, man. I mean, like the last Invisible Man movie that uh, you know, involved science like that was uh, Hollow Man. Right. Bacon. And I mean like that worked for the time. And that was but it's twenty like, years ago. Yeah, like yeah. in the nineties. So uh, Yeah. And it's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so moving on to number five, we have Lubden the Leprechaun coming in at number five. The first Leprechaun movie came out that's January name? 8th. Yeah, I never knew. I just called him the Leprechaun. I didn't know he had I, like, a name. I didn't either. I looked it up. But yeah, his name is Lubden. And... The first movie came out January 8th, 1993. There's been a total of eight films with the most recent film coming out December 11th, 2018. Um, Leprechaun was another one that I was afraid of when I was younger. Um, I remember, and I've told this story on the podcast before where 
I was going to school with this girl. I, I can't remember. I know it was elementary school. I don't remember what grade, probably either kindergarten or 11th grade. And this girl saw one of the leprechaun movies. And when St. Patrick's Day came around, like she was afraid. She was terrified. Like she was crying. She didn't want to eat the, the green taco salad shell because she thought that she was going to die. It's like her sister scared this girl to death. That's how, that's how, that's how afraid that she was of leprechauns. Now, I was afraid of the leprechaun too, but not as afraid as she was. Um, these movies, they're hit or miss. Um, I feel like, you know, especially when it gets to leprechaun in the hood, like I'm just like, who asked for this? Um, well, apparently somebody did because they made a sequel to that one. So yeah, that's trash. Like honestly, they were that's both trash. I mean, they're both trash. Yes. But back to the hood is even. There's not a word invented. There's Why not a word invented. Why? Why did he need to go back not to the hood? Not even just that. He looked at the end of the movie. It looks like he's thriving. You know, the leprechaun is like, he's running the hood now. So why would he, why would he need to go back? Like he never left. He's like, he's the kingpin. Mm-hmm. So, so is leprechaun back to the hood? Like, is it a true sequel? I'm guessing that he gets trapped or something. And remember, cause it's like preacher, he takes the leprechaun's gold and he makes uh he makes a, a church and like a youth foundation and all that type of stuff. I so. think for all the leprechaun movies, it's like the one before didn't exist. Okay. Really? I, I can see. I really feel it's like kinda... each story of this leprechaun and being brought back to life. That's how I look I at it. it. It's just, I think it's just kind of like cookie cutter bill, bro. Like right. every time they, up, it's like, Oh, this person locked away. And then it's the same thing. Just like what Travis said, bro. It's like, uh, I guess at the end of his concert, he's backstage with the girl. Somebody comes in there, puts the chain back on his neck. Who knows? Like, well, that's the I, thing. You would hear about this. Like, mm-hmm. if this was a thing that was going on in the world, this story would get out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I, I agree. Mean? I agree. So, that- I'm gonna say that I know that we said that both the Leprechaun and the Hood movies were trash, but the worst one is Leprechaun Origins. What uh, Hornswoggle in it? It's, like I don't I heard, think so. I, I heard nothing but bad stuff about this movie, so I never even watched oh, it. Because it sucks, but it's not as bad as In Space that or is, Back to the Hood, dude. Oh, really? You think In Space was trash? In Space is trash. Like, yeah, it's it funny. Is. Like, you watch it and you laugh because it's so bad. Yeah. But it's not good. Legitimately, I think Leprechaun 1, 2, and 3, or I look at, they're like legit Leprechaun movies. I enjoy them. I agree. I agree. I my favorite one is Leprechaun Three. Yeah, when they're in Las Vegas. The boobies big. Yeah, that's my favorite. It was it was something about uh you know Las Vegas and then uh you know the guy he swallowed the coin and then he was starting to become a leprechaun and whatnot. So I thought I thought that that was really good. I really enjoyed it. And um, I don't consider this one like you know a top Leprechaun movie or anything. But the new one that came out was really good too like it was better than what i was expecting it's, it to it's be. better than they've had in since three mm-hmm. i agree yes i agree i agree and i uh, did some research on the reason why warwick didn't uh return to do the leprechaun returns movie and he said it was because he has kids down and he wanted to take a break from doing the horror movies because 
he says the world is a different place when you actually have kids and it's like you're still doing horror movies. So he said I that once that. his once his child Thank turns you. 18, he said that he will return to doing horror films. And I also read somewhere too that they wanted to re uh re not revamp, like remake the franchise or something like that. And they and the guy he pitched the idea on Twitter and said that he wants Warwick back for the film franchise. And I, I would be cool with that. It's like, if you can bring Tony Todd back as Candyman, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm cool with Warwick Davis because when I think of Leprechaun, I think of Warwick Davis. Oh, yeah. Same thing like with same thing with Freddy Krueger. When you think of Freddy Krueger, you think of Robert Ingram. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so um, before we move on, D, I know me and Trav said that our favorites, what Trav said, his was one through three. I'm part three. What's your favorite? Uh, it's gotta, it's gotta be that first one, bro. Like where the scene, uh, scene, I think it's the mailman. He hears a cat in the stump of the tree and he sticks his hand in there and he just, he just like tears the dude's hand. I think, is it the dad or is it, I think it's a mailman, I feel like. And it's just one of those scenes that stuck with me, bro. I mean, why would you stick your hand in there? And you know? I mean, is that, is this the debut with Jennifer Aniston? Yes. Okay, that's her first mm-hmm. movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Leprechaun. Yes, there you that's go. Her first. That's and, wild. And Leprechaun returns. I, I'm mad that she didn't make a cameo in it, but you know they said that. Uh, spoiler alert: she died from cancer or something like that. But um, so so technically, Leprechaun returns. It's like none of the other Leprechaun movies happen. So only the first one happened, and then now this one, right. uh, Leprechaun returns. Years later, uh-huh. and then you have yeah, I can't remember the dude's name, but the one guy, the, the big guy that was in the first movie, uh, he, he's in Leprechaun Returns. So uh, the character, anyway, not sure what the actor's name is. He, the guy from uh, Pee Wee's uh, Big Play Adventure. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, he returns yeah. in uh, in this movie. So moving on to number four. And that is the man himself, Mr. Michael Myers. Now we're cooking with oil. (laughs) And this is a wonky franchise, dude. So the first film came out October 25th, 1978. There's been a total of 13 films in the franchise, but two of them haven't come out yet. The, The most recent one that came out was October 19th, 2018. And the the second one that's supposed to be coming out is going to be coming out next year, sometime in October. It was supposed to come out this year, but because of Corona, it had to get pushed back. Trav, I agree with you. Like this franchise is very wonky. Um, it's not even their fault, though. How wild! The, if you go and yeah. look at every film and who's involved in making and writing and producing, it's a whole new uh, group of guys every time. It's, what did you expect to happen? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like. Because, like, you know, D sent me the video where they explained that Halloween 2 wasn't even supposed to happen. happen. Right. Like, it was supposed to, you know, John Carpenter made Halloween and the first one was supposed to just be it. But he wanted to make uh, an anthology. Right. But it was like the studio was like, yo, Michael Myers is popular. We need to bring him back. And then he was just like, OK, well, if we're going to bring him back. I wanted to be some time has passed along and the studio was just like, no. We want this movie to pick up the same night as the, after the first movie ends. Right. And, you know, I, like I said, I've never seen the second one. 
Uh, oh, dude, I've you only, need to, though. I've seen all of them in the original uh, trilogy, except the second one. And, you know, the third one gets a lot of hate for what it is, but it's like the third one's not that bad of a movie. I think the third one sucks, but it's because it's what it was supposed to be originally. This is it's an anthology of movies of different scary, spooky stuff that happens on Halloween night, like its own story. One cool thing about the third movie, guys, um, couple of notes. The second movie, Jamie Lee Curtis, just a heads up. She's actually shot like laying down a lot or with like her hair wrapped up. And it's because when they shot it, she had short hair um, opposed to what she had in the original. And then second. She actually does a small cameo in that third movie as an operator towards the end of the movie where he's trying to get that thing, like, canceled. Uh-huh. And she's like, sorry, yeah. that's actually Jamie Lee Curtis doing I the voiceover. They don't show her. He just call, he calls the, the people. That's her. Right? That's her. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I never do that. But I do know that there's another cameo from Michael Myers in the third one, but it's on TV. And, like, mm-hmm. the Halloween, Halloween is actually a movie and that universe. Um, Correct. But yeah, like I wasn't really a fan of four and five well, or six. Well, again, like that's wild. but it's because four wasn't supposed to have Michael Myers. They write this, they write this script of a ghost story. And then they're like, mm-hmm. the studio is like, no, you have to put, cause three got such bad reception and it bombed. Yes. They forced them to put Michael Myers in four, which is why yeah. it's again you start getting these really wonky Halloween movies. I know a lot of people enjoy some of these Halloweens. Yeah, I'm for just, sure. I'm just not. I'm not a fan of four. I'm definitely not a it's, fan of five. And the curse of Michael Myers is super trash to me. Yeah, when well, you find out it was a cold, and when he was born, they did all this stuff to him and whatnot. And I'm just like, it's too much now. Nah, okay, come on, dude. Being like a kid that was messed up in the head, like yeah. I'm fine with that. You don't have to, you know, do all of this crazy stuff to, uh, you know, say that this is the reason why Michael Myers is the way that he is. He's yeah. just a crazy. Well, yeah, Banks. I'm, I'm. I just wanted to piggyback off of what exactly what y'all are saying, and I think it hurts him more because of who he is, and it that's part of the thing that adds to his lore. Is because the reason they don't know why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah, I think something about unknown that scares the you know scares the pants off of people. And I think that the more they 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 made this cult and all this stuff, it just hurt and hurt and hurt. And I just had to I just had to get that in there, dude, because I think that's that's where the franchise kind of got away. And I'm glad that the newer films, um, the newer remake, or I guess so good. They're it's so amazing. much better because they're going off of the original film, dude. You know, none of the other stuff is tanned to it, and it's it's a fresher take on it. You know, yeah, but it's just it's crazy. Like how many? Uh, well, because the new films are another reboot or like a reboot slash it's, it's continuation. Re- it's it's the third reboot, but, quote unquote. Yes, it's the third yeah. reboot. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the third yeah, reboot. Because, because I mean. The crazy thing is, is like you get four through six and then it's like, you know, it's Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. I can't remember what her name is. In, uh, the, the Halloween yeah, franchise. And then, then they retcon it and they bring her back in, in Halloween H2O and Resurrection. And then 
they reboot the franchise again with the Rob Zombie stuff. Now, I I really enjoyed the Rob Zombie Halloween film, but oh, yeah, I wasn't sure. a fan of the second I'm one. Was that. Oh, the second one's super yeah, trash. I'm good with the screaming Michael Myers kid and all that stuff, dude. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Oh, but uh, I, it was so brutal. Look, man, when he beat the crap out of that kid in the forest oh, to really uh, he beat the dog mess out of this kid, dude. And it was yeah. brutal. And I really, really, really dug that Halloween movie. But that Halloween 2, I don't know whose idea <laughs> it was to do the whole Jason, my mom's a ghost and she talks to me thing. But it ruined the movie. I think yeah. that it goes back to the original thing that I was saying, man. That's part of what makes him scary is you don't know why he was doing it. He literally just decided to kill. Does he what was need that a is? reason? Uh, yeah, that, well, that's, that's what I'm I saying. Like, that's what makes him scary is because he he killed. What was that? He killed his sister on Halloween, dude, and they don't know why. Yeah, he just yeah. what you know. And I think that scares you when you don't know why something's happening. Yeah, I could see that because going back to why you don't like the original Halloween, there's plenty of red flags there for this kid. Yeah. There's no red flags in the original Halloween. He just showed up and killed his sister one day. It would be like if it would be like if you snapped right now and murdered murdered your family. You'd be like, "Holy crap!" There was no red flags there. There was nothing. He just did it. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. With these two films, the one that uh, Danny McBride Danny is McBride. is producing, and he's so good. Like, they're really good, and like it was it like the all my only complaint about it is that I would have been fine with her finally killing Michael, and then that was the end of the franchise. Like, she finally killed him, but now you have a new franchise where now you have, uh, it's, it's three films now. Um, yeah, but I but, mean, look, you got Halloween Kills. I mean, Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. Maybe they, you, maybe we're going to get a conclusion. Because they already said Halloween Ends is pretty much going to be done because of the delay from COVID. Yeah. Um, yes. So, I mean, we're going to get back to back Halloween October Damn. movies. Yes. And that's, yes. Too, I, I'm, I'm here for it, bro. Yeah, me too. Me too. And if it happens, like, it, it needs to just finally be over after that. Like, it's like, like let the franchise end and let, just let that be it. Um, but going to you guys' favorite choices. What is your favorite one in the holiday? Like with all of them combined, what's your favorite one? Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Danny McBride produced and the David Gordon Green directed Halloween, bro. The new one, the cinema, the what is it? Cinematography that they chose to go with the over the shoulder kills and stuff yes. that they were doing. Beautiful. Well, this movie is so good. They did a good job of taking um, if the the small details that make that um, a great. A great remake is like they, the attention to detail in his mask, where it's still like when he gets it and it's worn out, it still has yeah. like. Oh, yeah. Well, you know the story behind that because we've talked about it on here before. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead the chick who made the mask, like the chick that worked on the original movie, a lot of that cast, they went and brought mm-hmm. them back, and she still had that's the original Michael Myers painted mask that they created, and it's been in her house for 30 years. And they legitimately ah. used that mask, and then they just CGI'd over that mask. Yeah, but um, 
that's that's the tidbit I did not know. Thank you. And also, I do know like Jamie Lee character is her character. She stabs him. Lori Strode. She stabs him in the neck back in the day. Right. And they they added that same net slit to the uh in the side of the uh, mask and just wore it down. Yeah. And I thought that. Was cool. And then the uh, the long panning shot is um very uh, similar to the beginning of the first Halloween where it's like he's walking in one house. He kills the old people. Takes the knife, puts the hammer down. the back door. Yeah. yeah. Very complimentary of what Danny McBride and those guys did. And I, I can appreciate that, you know, because he's one of my favorites. My favorite film in the franchise is the Rob Zombie Halloween movie, mm-hmm. just because it gave much more backstory on who Michael Myers was and the reason why he did the things that he did. Um, you also had the girl who played Jamie Lee, uh, Laurie Stroh's daughter, and mm-hmm. four. And five, she was in the Rob Zombie films. And like a quick side note on her, like you guys hear the stories where it's like she had like all these stalkers like trying to find her and stuff like that because they were a fan of her from the uh, Halloween movies. No, that's wild though. I mean, I'm not shocked. Yeah, yeah, like there's tons of stories where it's like, you know, like fans like found out where she lived and whatnot just because they were huge fans. Or like some of these guys were like, I'm in love with you. I've been in love with you since I was a kid and stuff. I'm like, this is wild. Like, these are like the real Michael Myers here. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, moving along to number three, coming in third place is Candyman. That's a shocker. Candyman came in third place. The wow. first Candyman movie came out October 16th, 1992. It's a total of four films with the four film coming out next year. It's another one that was supposed to come out this year, but got pushed back. Um, Trav, I noticed you say that it's a shock. And I was talking with Brad about this last night. And like one of the things that Brad said is that when it comes to a horror movie, like the black community, like they're huge when it comes to like, you know, horror films and stuff like this, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's the reason why Candyman got the votes, man, especially, you know, like with my followers and whatnot. You know, I, like I was surprised that it was in third place as well. But, you know, when I saw it, I was just like, yo, like, this is pretty cool. Like, this is amazing. Like, Candyman is in third place. Mm, that is interesting because his franchise is one with the least amount of films. Even on top of that, I still think Candyman, the only good one to me is the original. Like, the other two are meh. Very strange story to me. It remind I don't know what it is, but it has elements that remind me of... Uh, I guess from Hellraiser, actually, because you know it's like you have to summon them. Hellraiser. Has I mean, it makes summon. sense because it's Clive Barker. Yeah. Oh, like it. There you go. And uh, basically, they're you know they're going off the same kind of lore. So it, it's strange that one one place so far up the list and one's literally dead last. So that's interesting. But you know, once again, Hellraiser has how many films? And you know, most yeah. of them are boo boo. Ten. That's true. Yeah. Is it ten? So. At least I can say with the Candyman films, they're all scary as hell. Um, the stories that they tell, like they're all connected. I think like what the first one is like he's coming back for revenge. Uh, somebody that is from the family of the people that killed him. Then in the second one, I think I can't remember. I think the second one is. Uh, what it's it's like his his ex lovers uh like the, 
the girl is related to like his ex lover or the girl that he was in love with. That's the one that goes more in depth to how he became how he is, right? That's yes. the, yeah, the, that's the third one, right? No, the third one is when it's somebody that's related to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants them to become, you know, just like how he was and all this stuff. But I will say that, like Trav said, the first one is the best one. But this new one that's coming out, like, <laughs> oh. I'm thinking that it's going to knock the first one. Oh, well, down. No. And this is why. Because again, Clive Barker has a book series called The Forbidden that they based yeah. Candyman off of when they did that original. And then Ooh. obviously two and three just take a turn for whatever. Poor decision making in the 90s is what I chalk it up to. But this one, you got a lot of minds coming together and basing it off of like real material to like that you can sink your teeth into. And um, I'm telling you, dude, this franchise is going to be the next. It's going to be like our kids' saw was because Saw uh, yeah. was our big franchise when we were kids. I really think Candyman is going to be our kids' franchise coming up. That's how good it's going to be. We finalize the franchise and we're going to get sequels. Oh, uh, Candyman 2 has already been announced that that's happening. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. I yeah, didn't it's even know be that. A prequel. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah Candyman 2 is going to be a prequel to this one coming out. The only reason why is because, again, things got put behind because of COVID. Yeah. So, you know, there's just a lot of people. There's companies just waiting to release material, pretty much. Yeah. And when that trailer dropped and, like, when oh, they was playing safe, like, I'll say that that is one thing that I like about some of the stuff that Jordan Peele produces. Like, well, not just him, but it's like a lot of the stuff, because, like, his name is attached to a lot of projects. And like some people think that just because it says Jordan Peele that, you know, he directed it. It's just like, no, his name is just attached to it. But it's like you have this. They were playing Say My Name. And then for uh, us, they played uh, I Got Five on it. And it's yeah. like I like it's like the song always starts off normal. And then like as it continues, it's like it just gets creepier and creepier, man. And I'm really looking forward to this Candyman reboot that comes out. Well, not a reboot, but yeah, reboot slash continuation of the series. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, did you guys have anything else that you wanted to say on the Candyman stuff? Nah, that's it for me, pretty much. Uh, just that um, I agree with you guys. I think the first one was the the best of the series so far, and that's that's about all I have. All right. Well, now, uh, oh, I mean, I might as well go ahead and drop the plug. But yo, I follow Tony Todd on on Twitter, and he followed me back, and I was just like, oh snap! Like Tony Todd followed me. Like that's cool as hell. Like that's one thing that I will say that I like about what we're doing, man. It's like. We do this cool stuff, and then sometimes we slide into people's DMs, and then sometimes they come on our podcast, sometimes they don't. But as long as we keep doing what we're doing, we'll continue to grow, and we'll continue to get uh, some of these people that we grew up watching on our podcast. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Moving on to the top two now. These two, like, it was always neck and neck. Like, one like one day, one of them will be in in the lead. Then the next day, the other one will be in the lead. Sometimes they was both tied, but it finally came down to first and second place, and what one of them was and what the other one was. And coming in at number two is Jason Voorhees. Oh, no, yes. I did the thirteenth yes. franchise. Man. 
Hey, I'm rooting for Jason. I like honestly, like Jason was in the lead like uh, a lot, and then you know I won't go ahead and say who came in number one, but Freddy Krueger, Freddy came in number one, and like he he ended up having the most uh, most votes. And it's coincidentally, you know, these movies have it's the only horror franchise to have a crossover. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean. So coincidentally, they come in one too, and we could kind of talk about them. You know, together. But it's weird to me because Halloween does have a lot of bad movies, don't get me wrong, but I feel like Friday the 13th has the most bad movies out of every franchise. And I think that having that bad, those bad movies in your franchise, dude, can obviously eat away their credibility, right? You would think, but I guess it doesn't affect Jason. So let's talk about Jason first, and then we can get on some Freddy, but Jason... The first movie, Friday the 13th, came out May 9th, 1980. There's been a total of 12 films with the latest film coming out on February 13th, 2009, which is cool that it came out on a Friday. Um, Jason, like, he's one of my favorite horror icons. I've always been afraid of him ever since the first time I saw him. Uh, you know, it's just something about that hockey mask that uh, it just in- invokes fear. And then the like that stuff, yo. Like that's him talking. Like when you hear that, like that's him talking. We just don't understand what he's saying. Um, <laughs> I like honestly, like I had never seen the first Friday the Thirteenth. I can't remember which one I started with, but when I found out that his mom was the original uh, killer, I was just like, oh wow! Like I thought it was Jason this entire time, and huh? I was really disappointed. Like with what Trav was saying about like how some of the you know, the decisions that they made, like I was not a fan of them making Jason into Superman and the whole supernatural stuff. And yeah. then the psychic abilities that they introduced and all that stuff. Like, I mean, I get it. I understand why they did it. Cause it's, it, you know, it's a horror franchise and whatnot, but I, I wasn't a fan of some of the stuff that they made. Some of the oh, choices. Yeah. Made. Now I, I can understand Jason goes to hell. Cause you know, now it's like he, he came back from the dead and he's a demon now, and now he can possess people and stuff. I, I understand that, but yeah, it was it was it's been a crazy ride for the franchise. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Trav, what you got? Well, something cool, you know. People act like the hockey mask has always been a thing, but in reality, he didn't get the hockey mask till the third Friday the Thirteenth movie came out. That's right. So <laughs> he, he doesn't even have the hockey mask in the first two. Or the third one, I believe. The third one, he's just wearing the uh, the bag over his head. Right? Until, until he sec- gets the mask. Yeah, until he gets the mask, yeah. Because isn't it like one of the bikers, they had the mask or something like that? And he- There's a fat kid. Um, He's trying to get up with a girl. I can't think of the character's name, but he's like pursuing a girl that's... Yeah, that's she, yeah. yeah he kills the girl, and she's wearing the, the Detroit Red Wings hockey mask. Yeah. And he yeah. takes it off and puts it on. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then from there, the hockey mask is born. There it is. There it is. I'll say that um, one of my favorite Jason moments was beating Kane hotter in the bathroom as scares that care. That'll always be one of my favorite Jason moments. Like, I scared him when he came in the bathroom. And he was just like, that's just that's something that you don't uh, walk into the bathroom and see every day. And I was just like, oh, snap, I know who you are. You're Kane hotter. And he shook my hand and everything. And me and James Brown one of our other former guests, uh, we got to take pictures with him, and he was a real cool dude, man. But, uh, I'll say that um, when it comes to the Friday the 13th franchise, 
I'll probably have to say that my favorite one is Jason Goes to Hell. And it, it's just because of like everything that was going on in it. Like he finally died. He was trying to come back to get that last hoorah. And then I like how at the end of the movie, it's like it starts the whole Freddy versus Jason thing because now Freddy's already dead. And Freddy comes up and grabs Jason's mask at the end of the movie and drags it to hell. Like I always thought that that was really cool. Um, I wasn't, I know Jason, uh, Jason X gets a lot of slack. It's an okay. He went to space. It's trash. All things considered, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't he like frozen. He, yeah, he was frozen. And then something happened where he unfreezes. He gets the upgrade and the upgrade. Yeah, he got, he got time and then all that stuff, but he got a new mask. He got the new mask. Yep. But I, look, uh, Friday the 13th movie was really good. The one that had uh, Jared Padalecki in it. Yeah. That's and then my, when we found out that that's your favorite one, that's my favorite one, dude. It's so good. I don't, I really wish that we could get a handle on the rights to this movie. And cause now that I see that, like we can make this a legit thing. But there's too many, there's all these hands in the cookie jar and nobody can get along. And it's like, we don't know when we're going to get another Jason movie. That's crazy. It came out in 2009. I know, crazy. We haven't had anything since then. And it's like, it was a really good movie. Like, I like I didn't, I, I honestly, I didn't hear anybody talking bad about it. I've never you know, heard like anybody when, say they don't like it. It's like when you when you come to you know the Friday the Thirteenth remake and then the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, I hear more people that say that they like the Friday the Thirteenth remake than they did the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Even though like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake had a lot of good stuff going with it, I still mm-hmm. enjoy Friday the Thirteenth because I'm just I Jason I'm a huge Jason fan. Yeah, storyline wise, the new Nightmare on Elm Street was good. Outside of that, the rest of the movie is trash. Like, the kills are trash. The fact that, really, he's only killing people in one little area for yeah. most of the time is kind of lame. It's The only thing cool about it is we got a legitimate backstory that tells it what it is. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. D, what's your favorite one in the franchise? Uh, the remake with Jared Padalecki's really good. Um, give me, I really like the first out of the 13th movie, be, just because the reveal that it is, it's his mom, not actually him right. is one thing that some, some horror movie fans don't even know about, you know, especially people that don't, uh, if you ask them, it's a great trivia question alone. And yeah, I think sure. that it's, Pamela was killing him up, bro. She was killing him up. So Yeah. It's uh, it's it's one of those things because in uh, in our Dragon Ball Z group, Roshi's Island, uh, somebody had put up a post because in the new Dragon Ball Super manga, Goku gives the main villain a sensu bean, and fans were pissed off because it's just like, why would Goku do that? And the, uh, in the meme, it says, you can tell just by the people that are pissed off right now. That some of these fans only watch Dragon Ball Super and never watched any of the older stuff because in Dragon Ball, like Goku gave he gave a sensu bean to Piccolo. Everybody. You know, Goku's always been one of those guys where it's like he let his enemy survive. Like he didn't let Krillin kill Vegeta. He didn't uh 
he didn't want to kill Frieza, but he had to kill him because he had no choice. You know what I'm saying? So Frieza's mm, just a troll. It's, uh, it's like he's just always been like that. And um, you know, it's it's just that's how I feel about the Friday the thirteenth franchise, man. You know, it was good. I do hope that we can get another movie sometime soon, but like Trav said, we'll never know because of everybody having their hands in the cookie jar. So now moving along to the big bad that's in number one. Oh yeah. My boy. You know, this is one of Trav's favorite people. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the first Nightmare on M came out November 9th, 1984. There have been a total of nine films with the latest film coming out on April 30th, 2010. The cool thing about Nightmare on Elm Street is I I like all of them outside of a Nightmare on Elm Street. But I'm talking about like all the ones that like they were constantly coming out. One, two, yeah. three, four, five, uh, Freddy's Dead and the New Nightmare. All of them are slamming, dude. All of them, dude. I watch all of them, bro. I don't know, man. It's like I've seen all of them, but I finally saw uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Not sorry, not Friday the Thirteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street Two. I want to say like I saw this oh, like dude, two Freddy years Re- ago. Revenge is a classic. No, I'm not a fan now, of it, Freddy. Well, it gets a lot of hate. When I saw the scene where he was at the pool party and like he was flipping chairs and tables, like I was laughing my ass off when I was watching this scene because I'm just like, yo. Like, real talk, if I was somebody that was at this pool party right now, and I'm seeing, like, it's this dude in a fedora and a sweater just flipping tables and throwing chairs and stuff, I would be laughing. I wouldn't be running in fear. Like, he didn't even kill it. No, but it's the I, 80s. I can't remember. Yeah, but still, you it was funny. forget it's 1985. I just know that they said that that movie was the, the, like, the least. Oh, it is. It is. Part three is my favorite. The Dream Warriors with your yep. boy Ken Kate. Yeah. Ken Kate. Yeah, he was not taking any on Freddy. Oh man, I can't believe I just cussed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. it's true though. But it's true though. Yeah, like he like Ken Kate, like I'm I telling you, like Warriors. I nightmare. Because the, the real thing about Freddy Krueger is that as a kid, like when you see these movies, you think to yourself, it's like, yo, this can really happen. Like, this dude can come and get me in my sleep. Oh, my God. I know. Trust me. I I spent many nights awake until my body just shut down on its own. Yeah. Just because of Freddy Krueger, man. It's it's crazy. I love the franchise. And my pinky is up for him for coming in at number one on the list. Uh, Like I said, again, my favorite is part three. And then I'll do a second favorite. My second favorite is the, I think it was a uh, new nightmare part seven. Yeah. Where you it was and I the- have the same favorite and second favorite just reversed. Revert. Yeah. Cause like when we it was talked in the about this on the post, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And then I think I just found out either this year or last year that, uh, that the kid and new nightmare is, uh, is it the same kid from uh pet cemetery gauge? No way that's mm. Gage, is it? No, no I, I'm sorry. If, uh, I'm it sorry. I'm thinking, it is? Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, because and the reason how I found this out is because somebody had made a meme where they showed, it's just like, after Pet Cemetery, he still ain't learned his lesson because he still, you know, he ran across the street. Uh, mm. He ran across the interstate. Uh, you know yeah, what well, I'm saying? He didn't do nothing in New Nightmare to deserve. We we blame his dad. Yeah, working on that yeah. movie, he put him in this situation. Okay, 
that because like remember like everybody thought that it was really Robert England that was yeah that was stuff because he was Freddy Krueger and then Freddy Krueger kills him so like <clears throat> it was crazy. spoiler alert if you haven't seen it but um but yeah D what what's your favorite in the Nightmare franchise uh I don't really I mean it's I've never been big on Freddy Krueger growing up or anything and um because you were scared. <laughs> He's scary. Like, you know, the first Friday on uh the first uh Nightmare on Elm Street has three kills in it, man. You know, and I'm not and one of them was Johnny Depp. Yeah. So, you know. And it's not gonna you're not gonna get any points for me killing Johnny Depp, first off. <laughs> but uh I, I'm gonna go with the I guess if I had to go with one, it's gonna be the first one. And that's with the uh you're about to uh you're about to get your big break and he uh you know smashes uh I think it's Tina. Smashes her head to the TV. That's pretty sick. Remember Friday the 13th, uh, uh, three? Yeah. The band has just like, in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, another reason why I think three was the best one is because it was the first time where it's like, you know, you had people in the dream world where it's just like, hey, this is the dream world. You can have powers too. Yeah. And they were fighting each other. So. I want to. I say, yeah, that was cool. And like the last thing I want to wrap this thing up with before we moved along to wrap it up is because of this movie. Like Trav said earlier, we ended up getting Freddy versus Jason, which that is technically uh, a uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie, right? Like it came, it came out after Jason X. And that movie, like, when it came out, like, it was so good, man. Like, I remember the hype that this movie got. Like, I had to sneak in the movie theater to watch this movie because I was, oh, was I, I think I was either 16 or 17. And I really wanted to watch this movie. And I remember sneaking into the movie theater to go see it. And it was, it was totally worth it, man. Yeah, actually, I was allowed to go and see it. So um, I got taken to go see it. And, again, the soundtrack is banging got all them rock hits on it but a lot of people yeah. hate on this movie too they um, do what i well, never knew that again former guest and one of your boys mad max morrison hates this movie you know outside mm. of the soundtrack i mean a lot of people really don't like this movie because it's uh it's a popcorn movie i mean for real it is i and mean it, like it's it, a popcorn it, movie for sure doesn't have any uh continuity with it or no, anything like that it's just a random kind of movie but at least some of the stuff makes sense where it's like, we got to bring Jason into the dream world. You know what I mean? Then get them to kill each other so they're not killing us. Like, it's still got some, it's not completely off the rails. Yeah, but it's still, like, all in all, like, I thought it was a good movie for Me what too. it was. I liked it. Freddy versus Jason. I, I, I thought it was dumb where it was like, you know, their weaknesses were like fire and water right. and all that stuff. But well, I mean, I get it, all, though. It makes sense, you know. Yeah. Exactly. But again, it was just like you said, it it, it, it was just thrown in there. Right. So that way that the kids had a fighting chance. But they did have a lot of cool moments. Yeah, for sure. But again, so with that being said, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh thank you everybody that voted and listened to this episode. And I hope that whoever you voted for made it to the right spot that you hope that they would reach it. And uh with that being said. Trav, tell everybody in social media land where they can find you at. Find your boy, you know, on Instagram at ZK Audio. Um, that's it for me. If you want to come challenge your boy on PlayStation, 
The PSN is T-R-A-V-I, capital O-S, lowercase Z-K. And you can find me. Yeah, you can find me at rebelliousd underscore 2323 at Instagram.com. And you can find me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, at KingBenji underscore Banks on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Facebook by typing in Benjamin Banks, and I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg. And then you can also find me on MySpace by typing in at KingBenjiBanks. And also remember to give all the, the leveling up with Benjamin Banks social media accounts to follow at leveling up banks and if you're feeling generous and you want to help your boys out by donating something to us to show us that you support us and you love us we have a patreon at leveling up banks and with that being said thank you again for listening to this brand new episode and make sure that you are safe this weekend and uh have a buddy system peace <laughs>